1: Welcome to the Geekiest.
2: I'm Joe. My pronouns are he, him.
0: Hi, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her.
2: And I'm Andy, and my favorite ice cream flavor is hula hula macadamia nut.
0: And your pronouns are...
2: <laughs> he, him. There
0: you go.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was, you know, like, uh, like a dating app. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: No, that's later.
2: Okay. <laughs> so... uh
1: Originally, we were going to have on some guests tonight, but unfortunately, uh, last week, um, the gaming community, and especially the South Florida gaming community, lost, uh, lost a pillar, is, is the only way to put it. Um, yeah. Good yeah. friend, uh, shop owner, publisher, gamma director, uh, Brian Dalrymple passed away uh, March 17th uh, at the age of 54. Um, and for the three of us, uh, he has been part of our collective gaming family. Uh, yes. so we figured, uh, we would talk about our friend, Brian, uh, remember him, uh, and maybe fit in a little geek news. But, uh, I know I, myself, I was not in the headspace to try to be upbeat and talk to somebody about, project they're working on and give it the full enthusiasm that i i think i give when we have guests on so yeah yeah um so just the difference this week there are no geek points there's no competition there's no there's no game this is just talking about a a a good friend so
2: well he would have beat us all anyway right (laughs) i mean
1: (laughs) when when he was a guest on the show back in december of 2019 He he blew away Caleb, Pete, and I. I believe.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was he was definitely definitely the geekiest. Mm -hmm. the The amount of information in that head was just absolutely incredible. There wasn't a question that I ever asked him that he didn't have the answer to.
1: No, Mm -hmm. no. And like I, I think at some point we were asking about you know what new game he was like and whatever. And I still remember it was that that bird that game about you know creating birds
2: or whatever.
0: Wingspan, which is now one of the top 10 board games.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool. He called it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He totally did. Because he had even... I remember... If I remember correctly, he was telling us that it was a relatively new game when he was telling us about it. Mm-hmm. And I just recently saw a top 10 where Wingspan was, like, number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I was actually at the shop last night. Um, And... I was standing at the counter and I turned around and there was wingspan right there on the display. And I was like, Oh, wow.
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember I, so Joe, you're close with him. You knew him right. Very, pretty well. Um, I, I didn't know him personally. Like, like, you know, first of all, he, he never ever, he would never know who I am. (laughs) Um, I, I didn't, spend enough time in the store. You know, when I was a kid, I loved the old dragon's Lair, uh, uh, the old dragon's slayer shop. And I went whenever I could, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like a regular, you know, like, like a lot of, like a lot of other guys are, or a lot of other people were. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, you went into that shop two or three times. You knew who, you knew who was running the place. You knew who, who Brian was, you know? And, uh, uh, Love him, love him, or hate you—you still thought he was a cool guy. You know what I mean? And he—he yeah, uh,
0: he touched everyone he came in contact with. You know, even if he didn't remember, and he usually remembered people's names. You always right. remembered your encounter with him.
2: Right. Uh, I'm sure if I if I was there enough, <laughs> you would have been like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> like you did eventually. You know. Yeah. And and, and yeah. that's cool. That's that's what's awesome about it. But. um yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember, you know, the, the few times that I, that I actually, uh, you know, spoke to him, it was, he was always super, super nice, super willing to help you with anything you had, with anything you needed, uh, in a kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, like cool uncle-y kind of, or, or, or that cool older friend kind of way, uh, that was like, you know, like, like I, I'm trying to, oh God, I don't even know how to really put it into words, but he was, he was was like everybody's
0: cool, big brother, uncle.
2: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And, and, and I kind of still, and I kind of still feel bad about, uh, a, a misunderstanding, uh, that he doesn't know about, but I do, uh, years and years ago, back when I was still playing, uh, second edition Dungeons and Dragons um i had been learning to play and running games uh like i, I told you guys before I, I learned how to play in high school uh-huh. uh and um uh my friends uh, my friend sean he had all the books and he brought them all with him so whenever i ran a game or whatever we, we were using sean's books well when sean eventually moved away um like your friend does your friend who has all the books you know mm-hmm. and you move they, they move away and you know that's you never play that game again right <laughs> you find a new group to play with um uh-huh. so so yeah so i remember going into into the shop one day and um and i wanted to run a game and uh brian was like he says uh oh so you're gonna you're gonna play are you know are you're gonna play in the store and I said, "Yeah, I'd I'd like to. Uh, I just don't have any books. I was thinking about uh, purchasing a couple of them today." And he goes, "I'll tell you what." He goes, "You go ahead. Take any books you want off the shelf. If you're playing in 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 house, just put them back when you're done." You know. And I was like, "Really? Are you sure about that?" And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." And I was like, "Okay, thanks. I really really appreciate that." And and my group showed up and we played like in the back room on the back tables mm-hmm. there. We played there for hours and hours and hours and hours until literally, Brian came and uh, and said, "Hey, we're closing up." And we're like, "Oh shoot!" Oh wow! So everybody's gone. He's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Uh
3: huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yeah, I'm closing up the shop." So, and uh, we're like, "Okay, no problem." And um, and I got up to start start cleaning up and some, you know, and, and other people were putting stuff away, and somebody had taken those books and put them into my backpack, and I left mm-hmm. with them. Oh and,
3: no!
2: And, yeah, yeah, and I left with him, and I was like, I found him later on, and I was like, Oh God, I stole some D and D books, and I felt so bad. I f- and he didn't know me very well at all, but he gave uh-huh. me that trust. And in my head, I'm going, if I give him back, if I go back and tell him, look, this is, there's no way he's gonna, he's he's gonna believe me, and I'm gonna get.
0: He would have totally believed you. Oh, I, honey.
2: But I was, like, I was like 15. You know what I mean? Right, I like right. At, he at, totally
0: at, at, would have believed you, but I can see how you would have been scared.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, Brian, I know you're listening, buddy. I'm sorry. I still have those books. I know you know I have them now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in, they're in storage with, with all my other second edition stuff. Um, I've always taken really good care of them and never forgot where I got them. Oh my
0: goodness. So, thank you. you Best thing for you to do is next time there's a book you want, you buy it from them. Right. You know? Right. You know, and maybe buy somebody else a book and pay it forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? But yeah, he totally would have just been appreciative. You know? But at 15, like, that's a scary situation. Yeah. You know? I get it. I get it,
2: it. Because I was always told, like, he has zero tolerance for shoplifters. You know, mm-hmm. and and I was like, I really don't want to be that person. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> yeah. oh. So,
0: so yeah, that's oh my, my Brian story. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Brian story. That's so funny. You know, I was trying to remember last night. Like um, I said, I was at the shop. I was trying to remember actually meeting him. You know, like when did I actually like? Was there ever? Was there ever an introduction? Was there ever a point? where I walked into the shop and he introduced himself to me or somebody was like, Kayla, Brian, Brian, Kayla. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't, it was like, I just kind of, and I, and I've, I've heard others say this about that shop that like, I just kind of melded in.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? I don't, I don't remember of like formally meeting Brian or Keith. It mm-hmm. was just, you're a part of this now. Like you walked in and you just get absorbed, (laughs) you know? And I just became part of it and, and, uh, you know, started gaming there and stuff like that and running a game there and and all of those things and Mm -hmm. just being, being around it all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so weird. There's people like that in your life where you either remember the exact moment you met them or it just feels like they've always been a part of your world
3: mm-hmm
0: you know and and that was brian and keith and and dragon's lair and adventure gaming store just always felt like it was a part of my world yeah yeah you know?
2: yeah you always you always like when you walked in the shop you always thought you know you always felt welcome yeah you know uh it, it yeah. didn't matter i mean you know faces are going to change and like people you know the the different people that he had working for him it didn't matter you still felt like like you know like you were welcome there you know it-
0: I remember yeah. it being profound for me in the fact that when I started coming there, which was years and years ago um there were I had had experiences before that where walking into uh game shops and things like that being a girl
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was a there was a weird weird thing that happened there um not at not at Dragon's lair but like other shops I would walk in and there was always a a weird reaction. It was either kind of an ugly sort of thing Mm -hmm. or it was like a, you're a girl. Why are you here?
2: You know, the
0: gatekeeping and stuff like that. And I never had that there. I walked in and was treated no differently than any other customer. You know, it was never like, Ooh, gamer girl kind of weird stuff. It was always just, you're part of the family. Yeah. You know, and I
2: love that about them. I, I love that that Brian always had like just just for the the aesthetic of the shop. Like he always had the weirdest, most aesthetic like like eclectic selection of oddities of RPGs that you. I mean, it would be like like one single issue of uh, or, or, or one single um, um, module for a really obscure game that. Nobody's played in 10 years, but he's got that issue. Uh, You know, he's got he's got that book. (laughs) You're going, What? What the hell is this? Oh, you don't know about that?
0: that?" (laughs) And then he would very enthusiastically tell you.
1: Yeah, he'd tell you about the system and how it worked and how it was different than most of the other things and and the good quirks and the bad quirks and yeah. 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 And then tell you about, you know, the designer of it who he knew and had met and talked to and had a coffee with and yeah. Yeah. It, it, a couple of years back, uh, kind of my origin stories with, with Brian was uh, a couple of years back on his Facebook, uh, he posted a couple pictures of himself from, you know, his younger years, you know, I think high school, early college, whatever. And it struck me. It was like, so growing up down here in South Florida, getting into gaming when we did, it was incredibly hard to... Find the books. You know, you couldn't just you know go to Amazon and get get the books. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you know, maybe you could go to Walden Books and get them. Maybe, but, yeah. But I remember my mom for the one holiday, and and if you've read my evolving DM blog, then you've probably read this story. But uh, my mom was our main Christmas shopper, and so every year she would ask my brother and I for our list, and you know, as we got into DD, the list became less G.I. Joe figures and Star Wars figures and Transformers and He-Man and more D&D stuff. And I remember she came home the one, the one evening from Christmas shopping, and she was like, I found a store that sells those books you boys like. And they even had people in the store playing that game that you guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, once we found out where it was, I remember we took, Steven and I, we took a trip to go to the Dragon's Lair. Uh, I think it was two buses to get there.
3: Oh wow. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Um and uh, I, I grew up in East Miramar. Uh, so we had to get the bus to like four forty one and then the, the oh. bus going up four forty one.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was back when Dragon's Lair was literally the only game in town. Oh yeah. Yeah for for, 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 for I think Not in only. like the tri in Tri County area. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? If Brian was here, he
1: would explain to us know that there was a store down in you know Miami at the time, or north Miami <laughs> that, <laughs> he went <laughs> yeah, that he knew the people who ran it and they were good friends of his, and you know he would tell us the whole history of it, but <laughs> I remember we went there, um two buses uh and yeah. you know and, and not only was it like the only game, the only store like around, but it was kind of like the that that little shopping the little strip mall there was kind of the only thing around that area at the time.
3: Yeah. Which is Mm
1: -hmm. crazy to think now, like that thing is pretty much epicenter for uh, the hard hard rock, rock. the hard rock. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I remember going there and, Oh, we bought a bunch of the old pewter minis. Mm -hmm. And I think we bought some more dice. Cause I think at that point we only had like the set of dice that came in the red box and the set of dice Mm -hmm. that came in the expert box, the blue box. And all of the D sixes we could cannibalize out of all the other <laughs> board games we owned.
2: I, I bought my favorite set of dice from him. Uh, the you know you know the ones I, I, I played with Kay? the uh, the black ones with the speckles.
0: Your death dice.
2: My death dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite set.
0: That's I, awesome.
1: Years later, I went. I, I stopped in because, um, like when I went to college. I, remember, I went to college. Took my stuff with me, and then I took all my gaming stuff because I was going to run games in college. I did that briefly, um, and then found there are much better, much more interesting things to do in college. Um, and then all my d, all that d and d stuff went into storage, including my dice. And I, when I came home, I was getting back into playing d and d again. Yeah. And I needed dice, so I went to Dragon's Lair because that was the only place I knew that had dice. And I even got like the official old. TSR pleather <laughs> dice bag, <laughs> and like was, that, was that
2: the one where it was where TSR was printed on it or 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 embroidered?
1: Uh, it was printed
2: because uh, <laughs> I re- <laughs> do you remember that's
1: the that's embroidered that. one? I do remember the embroidered one. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I listen. I was still on a budget. <laughs> uh, and I think I bought like three sets of dice or something like that, um, and those are my dice for. A long time until like I moved to New York. And then my parents yeah. packed up my room while I was in New York and converted my room to a storage room for a bit there. And uh so I remember going in and it just kind of goes back seeing those young pictures of Brian, it dawned on me like, oh that was him when I both times I was you know went there when I was younger. You know, he was at the counter, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and and I remember going on later later on like 99 2000 like right when the when third edition came out and the OGL was was brand new cuz a friend of mine and I were talking about maybe getting into writing OGL stuff so I wanted mm-hmm. to see what what was you know what was being printed and again it was Brian who was there and I was like oh I was looking for you know and he was like oh that's in that section over there and you know there's you know, the minis are over that way and mm-hmm. it just, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I, I, you know, who knows if he remembers because I have changed my appearance so much between those days and now. <laughs> Short hair, yeah, shaven most of the time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that guy is.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, it was, you know, the Dragon's Lair was, was very much, uh you know, it was sort of the epicenter for, yeah. you know, and, and everybody, you know. It, when you talk to anybody, everybody I know has has some sort of Dragon Slayer story. Like, oh yeah, I stopped in there. Oh yeah, I got you know this book there, or the dice there, or whatever. Um, you kids these days don't understand what it was like to not be able to just go on online and order your dice or go online and order your exactly. books. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then you know, luckily later on, um, you know, got to meet him as an you know me as an adult. Uh, when Kayla and I uh, attempted to play some Pathfinder with uh, with some friends, uh, and they were playing at the at the adventure game store, um, but it wasn't in the current location. It was in the the smaller previous location. That, that the other fishbowl. side of the
0: hallway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I remember, like, he would just like sat there at the counter while we were playing, and it's just you could you could tell when like he was it was time to close up, and we were. Bullshitting too long, <laughs> but again, he was- yeah,
0: he had this subtle way of just kind of, just kind of like I remember, like if we were there too late, he would he'd come out from behind the counter. Cause we're usually working on something else. The man was always working. Yes, and mm-hmm. he would come out from behind the counter, and he he was so he was so tall, mm-hmm. but like not in a threatening way, you know. Yeah, but his his shadow would just kind of come over you, and it would be like, well,
2: "Oh, okay. He had he had those Coke bottle glasses, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was no intimidation there whatsoever. He just kind of looked no, at you. And he was like, just too sweet,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and even and even then, it would be like, uh, "Hey guys, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm starting to wrap up." You know, he was so yeah. kind. Yeah, always
3: um, so
0: kind.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, like part of me was like, oh, we could go over like, you know, what he did in the community. But it's like, if you want to do that, you can go listen to, you know, Deep in the Dragon's Lair, you know, where nobody can tell his story better than he can. So, yeah. Yeah. And that
0: is really an incredible origin story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did last week before uh, the Out of Character, I did a little brief tribute and, you know, he literally was involved in the South Florida gaming community for about 40 years, you know, as a member of that, what was it the Broward Gaming Club? Okay. You know, yep. which it, and he got involved with in like, you know, 80, 81, you know, to then working at Dragon's Lair and, and owning yeah. Dragon's Lair and moving just forward on that. And um, it's been, a, it's for me, when it's, when he, when, when he stopped being, the guy who owns the adventure game store, the guy who runs the adventure game store, I became a friend. Uh, I think it was around the first RPG escape. I went to. Mm-hmm.
0: It was what, like uh, five years ago now?
1: No, no, it's only four years ago, I think. Cause we didn't have one this year. Okay. I was close. Um, I went to the three previous <laughs> to it. Great. Right. Um, so like that first one, I was, I was somewhat intimidated. still. like, like, that's that's Brian Dalrymple. He owns, you know, he's, you know, um, yeah. and gamer rock star.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Sort
0: of. <laughs> but like in the most like chill way possible.
2: Right. But at the same time, it was like, it was like, all right, don't piss this guy off because he's literally your one connection to D in the whole community. Like if you, if you piss him off, you don't get to go back in his shop ever again. Kind of like you so, were cut off
0: from from gaming yeah yeah but, but it, it, that was that was more lore than anything like of course he was. wasn't easily pissed off
2: of course it was
1: of course it was.
0: <laughs>
1: i i, th- I think for, even for me it wasn't so much even like oh i don't want to piss him up it was just like you know i knew you know i i at the time like i knew you know he ran he'd been running the store for years he'd been involved in the game in, in the game for years Uh, you know, alligator alley was, was, was really starting to to spin up and it was just like, you know, I mean, honestly, part of it was, is he's, he's, he's doing the things that I would love to do, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and then it was like, how do I get proximity to that to like, figure out how do you do that? Um, and that just kind of became like my goal the next, next, you know, several years of, you know, stopping by the store. You know, going to the RPG escapes. I mean, and, and then I don't know what it was when we like it, the, that relationship started. And then when we opened up the, you know, secondhand goddess, you know, we actually opened the store um, like the relationship completely changed. Like, yeah, I still went in there and bought books or went in there and, and talked with him or whatever. But now it was you were, like we we're still contemporary. Yeah, yeah. contemporary. yeah, you're were
0: peers. Mm mm-hmm. peers.
1: Yeah. Uh, um and, and that was an interesting feeling. Uh and he always asked how, how things were going. And mm-hmm. you know, and we would talk a little bit of shopping. And you know, you know, I remember at when the you know, the the adventure cafe, you know, the adventure society cafe was just a a, a whimsy to borrow one of Kayla's terms. Mm. And uh, you know, and I remember the first RPG escape I went to was in the space that would become the the cafe but it was you know it was rough floors and brought over chairs and a couple folding tables uh for that first one I went to but I don't I don't know I mean I I'm so glad he did that and I you know it's it was such an incredible event to put on to have you know these game designers come down spend an afternoon with people a free event you know mm -hmm you know the the Q&A panel it was so funny each year the Q&A panel like the focus of it changed not by anything like that was organized it was like the first year one it was all about you know, GMing DMing how to you know how to do world building how to do you know how to build scenarios how to build encounters how to do things to challenge and and you know uh please your your players the next the next year it became all about well, how do I how do I get into writing for publication, and how do I, you know, what where, where are the markets, and where are this, and where is that? And then the ne- last year uh, that I went, it was all about like all about selling and promoting, and all of the the business side of game development. Mm-hmm. And you had Ken Height and Hal Mangold and Darcy Ross and you know Rich Lescaflair and. You know David Flores and Eric Weiner and you know just you had so many people there. I know I'm forgetting names, Uh, and you know they would answer those questions. uh, Chris Neglin can't forget Chris Neglin. He's been on the show twice. (laughs) Um, You know they would answer the questions and would give deep answers and give good answers and not just you know it, it was you know they really were focused and then. You know, we, you, you take the the break so that people could grab something to eat, use the restroom. Uh, people could go buy any of the panelists' books and get them signed. Um, but there was a lot of conversations going on uh, between, uh, you know, at that point. I think that was the the first year Darcy Ross was there. I was stopped to talk to her because someone had brought up co-DMing. And at the time, Kayla and I had started co-DMing her campaign. And, you know, we were talking with her about it and you know she was so enthusiastic that people were actually doing this and um, and then the second part was always a workshop uh, and you know there you are sitting knee to knee with again people whose names are in books you own and they're yeah you know they're spitballing ideas with you and building this thing and and then of course the piece there is a stance, and i will kick myself in the ass for forever for not going the first two years, but then there was the nine o'clock meetup at Jackson's ice cream. <laughs> and you know, it it, it was, you know, I, I'm so glad that Caleb pushed me to go that the the in 2020 to go do the ice cream part of the of the whole day. uh yeah, I'm really I,
0: glad you went. You
1: know, because I got to sit next to uh Darcy and Ken Height and Morgan, who so let's be honest. A whole lot of the guests we've had on the show, Chris Naglin, Rich Light yes. Morgan Duty, <laughs> Brian himself. Um, and I would even say, you know, even though the conversation with James was occur- had occurred outside of Brian, throwing in that, you know, we'd done an interview with Brian helped because come to find out James not only knew Brian, but also was friends with Brian's sister. So right. um, a lot of guests for the show are you know a direct result of being friends with brian yeah and it's you know and it's i don't know i feel kind of selfish wondering you know i mean yeah i know why this year we didn't do it but like when when the world's no longer on fire you know will there be an rpg escape 2022
2: right who's gonna who's gonna take up the mantle
1: yeah yeah (laughs) and 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 you know I, I know Rich and Chris and Eric and all the guys, you know all the rest of the team at Alligator Alley will, will probably continue on, but I know how much input and how much like the last, the, the, the last uh, RPG escape, I think I picked up I'd already bought the core manual, and I picked up the Threats database and I bought it, and I God damn it, I wish I'd gotten Brian to sign it um but he opened up a page and showed me a monster that was one of the ones he created and put in the book and he was so like excited to tell me like oh and it has this (laughs) ability and that ability and does this and does that and i was like oh that'd be cool you know i i you know if i ever did like a sci-fi thing i could definitely and he's like you could bring that into your your D &D game (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so just sorry i just it No, I I really now like, I I wish at some point I had asked him to sign the books. Mm.
3: You
0: know, it's it's a lesson that we all need to take to heart to invest in the people in our lives that we care about. You know, never take it for granted. You know, that we have all of, you know, we have these incredible people in our lives. And we're so lucky to have these incredible people. I mean, uh, we've lost in the past few years. I mean, you know, not even just COVID, but just life. You know, we've lost so many people that we've said, I wish I would have talked to them more. I wish I would have, you know, done this or done that.
2: The local Rennie family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has been impacted within the last 10 years, probably. I mean, oh, my God.
0: Hit after hit after hit after Mm -hmm. hit. has been just, you know, know, a woman that I called my sister, uh, who I wish I... You know, it was like she, she moved away and it was, oh, we're going to talk every week. And then you get busy and you get busy and life gets in the way. And, you know, it's been months since you've talked. And then you talk for like, you know, three hours on the phone and you catch up and then life gets in the way again. And you don't talk for another few months, you know, and, and you forget, you forget to reach out and, and it becomes normal. Not to talk all the time. And when we lost her, I I did that. I did that regret. I did that. I should have called her more. I should have talked to her more. I should have been there more. I should have flown up there when we knew she was sick. Yeah. You know, the what it should have shoulda. So look around now and ask yourself, you know, what would you say, you know, if you lost that person and then do it before you lose them?
2: Yeah. I, I kind of went the other route with with her where I was sort of like I was... I was a little angry with her for taking herself away from us to where we Mm -hmm. couldn't get to her. You know what I mean? Um, The whole, the whole uh, Vax vex thing, you know, do, do not go far from me kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's, that's exactly how I felt.
0: Yeah. No, I, every time we have a friend move away, I go through that, that cycle of anger of, of, you know, why are you leaving me? You know, but the fact is, is that people have to live their lives. And let's face it, we live in South Florida. If we could get out, we'd get out too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> this, is, this is not the most beloved of states right now. Uh, and, yeah. you know, but, to the rest of well, the country, wait, wait, it's right not now, the locals' fault. Right now, right now well, spring I mean, break
2: is going on. I mean, it, we are... Packed to capacity in Miami. If you if you look. Well, at
0: this. we've had to <laughs> declare a state of emergency because we're packed to capacity. Because the in- the powers that be in South Florida don't believe in masks, but we won't get into oh, that. On. Oh no,
2: no, we're just, just that popular. No, the <sighs>
1: problem was the powers that be down there do. Just the rest of the state has been dragging behind on it. And-
0: well, yes. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. I will not fault the people in South Beach. And the people in the popular spring break areas, they were trying to enforce the mask. Yeah. Also Joe said
2: dragon. That. Also Joe said dragon. So
1: <laughs> everything
0: comes back to dragons.
2: It does. Everything comes <laughs> to dragons.
1: Um <laughs> But you know it's it's like you're saying though, like when you knew when we know people are sick, it's one thing. You yeah. know, it's I mean, I'm I'm kicking myself in the ass. You know, we we did, you know, we've promoted The Adventure Game Store's website. We promoted their Patreon. We promoted the Daring Dude to to help the you know the the Adventure Game Society Cafe. And I kept thinking, you know, we probably should get Brian back on so we can talk about this. And we and and I don't I don't have an answer why I didn't reach out to him and say, hey, you know, you want to come back on the show? You know, we've been
0: booked. The show is booked up for a couple of months. And
1: let me let me be let me be honest with you. If 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 it came down to any other guest, and Brian. Oh, well. They're getting ditched. We'll (laughs) reschedule you, um, you know, because keeping that store going, keeping this community alive, kind of a, you know, it's one when when it's kind of a thing for me, you know, because, you know, because I know how he ran his stores and I knew how, you know, while, you know, the the zero tolerance, you know, uh, a tough guy thing little you know little exaggerated i do know he had zero tolerance for any sort of gatekeeping bullshit yeah zero tolerance for anybody you know making people uncomfortable to come play because brian loved games i mean wingspan i mean what more i mean (laughs) you know listen listen to the that episode and and hear him talk about all these games he's not talking about those games because he he knows them he's played them he's you know, either he sat down at a, at a con at a demo and played them, or he actually has, you know, bought them and opened them up and played it so that he fully knew what he was talking about. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that was one of my favorite things uh, going into the Adventure Game Store. I came in a couple times, not only just with Brian, but with, with the staff he has. Like, I came in a couple of times, like, hey, I'm, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to like l- pick up a, a superhero game that would be easy to teach new people to gaming to play. And regardless if it was him or someone else, like they would pull like three or four books off the shelf and like, okay, well, this one's like this and this one's like this. And, you know, and this one, you know, it's a little more crunchy, but, you know, you'll, you know, you can do whatever, you can do whatever sort of game you want to do with this game. It was, it was that level of knowledge, that level of love of the game where mm-hmm. it wasn't just walking into a bookstore and going, oh, do you have D&D books? And someone just kind of waving you over towards yeah. the section. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I just found a picture. Joe, I'm sending it to you now. Um, this is this is the point that, that we've made before, not to derail you, um, but I just saw this picture. Uh, this is what gaming community is about.
3: Yeah, This I is a picture
0: that. from... Uh, another gaming store, who we also know the owner of, who is a dear friend, uh, Chris Bagnall at Hey, Want to Play, yes. who has been on the show, um, yeah. and he has in his shop uh, a picture of Brian with mm-hmm. a bunch of candles around it and like a, a tribute to Brian in his shop. Yeah, he,
2: uh, you know, Bagnall was the first person I I called when I heard the news. Uh, I immediately said, I said, Hey, did you hear about Brian? And he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, I just, he goes, I just got on the phone with Keith and uh he said uh he goes i was just because i just talked to him two days ago you know and they said it was really really sudden and it was just like he's he's very broken up about it like he's he knew just like you just like you joke i mean you know chris has been in the same he grew up in the same you know gaming community that that we have uh, and he's known brian just like you have probably he might even have known brian a little longer than you
1: definitely longer
2: you know and, um, you know, it's, it's, and, and, and it's kind of like, there was like that moment. Like I know that Brian basically, uh, he, he once, uh, once Chris, uh, took over the, the ownership of, Hey, want to play, uh, Brian basically said it's about the goddamn time. And <laughs> 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 to Chris. And uh, yeah, and, and it was, it was a long time coming and, and, you know, he and Chris, you know, right up until the end, you know, remained really good friends. So
0: that's awesome. So, yeah. You know, so yeah, it, it, it to, to dispel any, yeah. you know, those of you that are listening gaming communities and gaming stores are not about competition. It's not about who's better. It's about lifting each other up. And if a gaming store isn't doing that, they're not doing it right.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna say that there's that there's uh, I'm not gonna drag anybody through the mud, I'm not gonna say anything bad about anybody, but there are people in the community who believe the opposite, you know. That sucks. And 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 to be and, and I, I will say this to those people, um, your fun is wrong. You know, you're doing it wrong, guys. You know, you guys should be working together at all times. You know, and yeah. And friendly competition's one thing.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
2: Which, which, which you know, Chris and Brian definitely had, um, <laughs> and I'm sure, and I'm sure that you know, I get, you know, I'm sure it'll it'll keep up with Keith. Uh, if, yeah. If that's if that's Keith is is taking over the store, correct? I, as I, far I, as I know, yes. Yeah, it's it's
0: yeah. it's not like it's not a soul, just him. Yeah. You know, there's there's a board of trustees and there's there's other people involved and it's it's a community there. Yeah. Um but I know that uh, that Keith is going to continue to be heavily involved.
2: Good. That's fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. But yep. you know,
2: but but yeah, I mean Keith and or, or I mean sorry, Brian and Chris they had um friendly Warhammer competitions constantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh I mean, you know, nobody nobody can nobody can crank out some space marines or some orcs like, uh, space orcs like Chris, so. Right. It was, it was a, it was definitely a, a fun little go, you know, back and forth between them, but there was never any animosity, there was never any you know, I hope you're down or stupid stuff like that, you know. <laughs> uh, it just, that's just not how it's done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, they, yeah I, I mean that was, you know, he knew we knew Chris. I think even like before we were talking uh, you know, before the episode we were talking, um, uh, you know, we had talked. we, you know, mentioned that we'd had Chris on and, you know, he had nothing but good things to say about what was going on at, Hey, want to play. So, you know, they, they focused on, you know, they were kind of focused on two different, you know, focused on two different sets of the gaming community. And there was no, no need to, to disparage each other or, or, you know, it's a tough enough business and a tough enough world that it, as it is, they didn't, you know, they need to make it more difficult on each other. So absolutely.
0: Exactly. You know. Rising exactly. tide lifts all boats, right? Yep. You know, and I mean I you know, I talk about that with the with the thrift store community, you know. It's it's the same thing. And I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but in South Florida for sure, with the exception of one or yes. two we don't talk about. Um you know, we all know each other and care about each other and lift each other up and refer to each other and all of those things. And I think if that attitude you know uh, that that game shop community attitude was adopted more in just the world in general. The world would be a better place.
2: <laughs> I think that's a I think that's close to a Hobbit quote. Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god! Freaking made me cry the other night. Um, we were watching Supernatural, Like and you do. like you do, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, Felicia Day, who is a, a big uh, member of the community, you know, who we all know her works in in one way or another, uh, was a semi-regular on Supernatural for a while. Um, and there's a point where uh, her character in the show uh, sits down and starts to read The Hobbit ah. out loud. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh... <laughs>
1: You weren't the only one. <laughs>
0: oh, it was just so beautiful. Like I've listened to her speak. I have uh, a couple of her books on audiobooks. Um, you know, like I've seen her at cons and stuff, but something about that moment of of listening to Felicia Day read The Hobbit was just so freaking cool. <laughs> especially that
1: that opening paragraph.
0: Yeah you oh, know, yeah,
2: a hole in ground the yeah. wood ground, Hobbit.
0: yeah, 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 that yeah. whole like opening paragraph she read, and it was just like, you know, and and like there's there's a little part of me that wants to think that she didn't actually have to read that she knew that passage, I know <laughs> Felicia Day knows that passage in in my in my head version of Felicia Day, she knows that package that passage, you, and I bet you she does
2: in your head canon
0: in my head canon, yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I I you know I, I and totally actually she that.
0: she knew Brian. Did yeah. she really? Yes, yeah. yes, her and Brian knew each other. Um, I have I have sat around uh Adventure Gaming store and listened to Brian because when Brian found out that I had a crush on Felicia Day, um he decided to like twist the screws and tell me all the stories of the times that he has hung out with Felicia Day and done panels with Felicia Day and all this stuff. That <laughs> I
1: I <laughs> I believe in the store on one of the walls is a picture of him with her i think
0: with her that's signed yep yeah too cool
2: too yeah cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. that's that's really really neat Six there was there was actually a part of
0: right there was actually a part of me when when we were going through this and kind of people were reaching out to other people you know kind of going hey did you hear and this is what was going on i wondered if the news was going to reach her yeah you know and i wish that there was a way you know, to reach out to her and not be like, oh, it's just some, you know, dumb fan or or whatever. Because I, you know, I'm sure she's she has plenty of security in place. And it's not like I can just DM her on Instagram. Um, to just hey be girl. like, hey, right? Be like, <laughs> hey, thought you should know. House things. You know, like, yeah, you're like, we can't do that. Um, but I'm hoping in some some fashion, some way, someone listening to this. You know, somehow it gets to her and, and, you know, she's, she's given that news as, as hard it is, as it is that, you know, they did know each other. And I think that she would want to know, Yeah. you know, but I don't know. Maybe I could DM her on Instagram, what'd she say? (laughs) As I pick up my phone. (laughs) What's, what's the worst thing she can do? Right, like she, she's just not gonna get it, you know. Like yeah, that's the yeah. that's the worst that's gonna happen is she just worst won't get it. Worst that'll happen
2: is she won't get it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And I know I on my geekiest page, I know I follow her, so I
1: mean, because you, you, you actually can direct message her, just say
0: right. But I mean, most celebrities that have uh, social media accounts, yes, you can direct message them, but that doesn't mean that they're sitting there looking at those DMs. They either have somebody that does it for them, or it's kind of just, you know, maybe they might.
2: Guys, Scroll through 40,
0: it every now and again.
2: We have over 5,000 listens, okay? We are celebrities. All right. <laughs> and we need to start like living can... that life.
1: Oh no. Andy's,
2: <laughs> Andy's gone crazy with
1: wanting to live the celebrity podcaster life.
2: <laughs> they're gonna find me, they're gonna find me in a hotel room doing blow off a hooker's ass.
0: No, oh, God <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, Not well. Andy, no, down
2: yeah I, I gotta tell you
1: we we don't have cocaine money
2: Oh well, all right
1: yeah, sorry, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: How about pixie sticks? Can we can we do that?
0: Yes, but it has to yes. be a willing participant yes um,
1: also i'll I'll be the you know the curmudgeon, and should we really be consuming pixie sticks with our health issues?
2: <laughs> Yolo Oh. Uh. <laughs> Well, now that we've brought the show to a screeching halt. Oh God, gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so so yeah, I miss Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I, it, it was. I just. I think it's really the unexpected part of it. You know, didn't know that he was in. You know that he was in bad health or anything. Just. I think that's more the the again it's it's the, the it's not just the would have should have would have should have could have was like he didn't know. How little time we had, and that's yeah. the
0: the suddenness, yeah, well,
2: I mean, you know, he was involved in so much, so I'm sure there was a lot of like hypertension, and then there was uh, you know, the diet couldn't have been perfect, and the, the, there was so many contributing factors, yeah, no, no, no,
1: yeah, he was I know he was you know busy guy, uh, yeah. you know, and stressed and stressed out, you know with everything going on, trying to trying to run a store during the pandemic. It's uh, during the
2: pandemic is yeah, oh
1: it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I guess, you know, as I said, and uh, in, in the, the other tribute I did, um, you know, I think the best way that we can, you know, we can continue to honor the legacy of Brian is keep playing games, you know, that yeah. he loved games. You know, yeah. he loved introducing people to games. He loved people playing games. He loved talking games. He loved making games. So, you know, if you're playing a game, you know, if you got a game coming up, board game, card game, yeah. role playing game, yeah. whatever, make sure you play it a little extra.
2: You yeah. know, or, or, you know, if local listeners, you know, go down to the store. Yeah. Go down to the store. They, you know, there it is pandemic, but I think they're still running games there, right?
0: Yeah, they are doing yeah, some stuff. I'm still, um well, I'm sorry, been, I don't
2: venture out too much, so.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's are. it's fine. Um I actually talked to Keith about this last night. Uh they are still doing painting classes. That's uh mini painting classes on Saturdays. Um they are running a couple of like D&D games and stuff like that. Uh they're doing everything like masked, social distanced, you know, as mm-hmm. as safe as they possibly can be. Um you know, and it's like I we need to implore the public to understand that, as much as all of us would love to just be able to completely quarantine and stay home and get rid of this nasty thing that is making our lives howling killing people. The fact of the matter is is that these small stores like Dragon's Lair and our stores, you know, adventure gaming store, are our lives, and they are our livelihood, and they are our hearts mm-hmm. and in order for us to keep that we have to take a little bit of risk and we have to get out there and we have to have people around us and we're doing it as safe as we possibly can and and so are they um yeah. and if you feel uh, comfortable don't do anything you're not comfortable doing but if mm-hmm. you feel comfortable you know go out there you
2: yeah, know yeah. sit
0: it sit even if you sit in the back of the, the the store you know sit in a painting class and and watch or participate if you can you know yeah. go in and buy a book they have an online store. Buy the book online if you don't feel like leaving the house, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I would say if you're interested in any of the events going on, go to their Facebook page, uh, which would be Facebook.com, the Adventure Game Store. Um, and just, uh, yeah, Facebook.com, Adventure Game Store. Uh, they have what events are going on there. Uh, so you can, you know, be sure to... You know, if if there's an event that you can you know opt into, opt in so they you know people are coming, so that they think that they can plan accordingly, so you know they can prepare for people to be there. Right. Um, and as Kayla mentioned, uh, they do have an online website. You can go to adventuregamestore.com uh, and you can order there. You can also uh, buy the Daring Do zines. I know they have at least three out at this point. Um, and those zines are uh, specifically for helping uh, keep the Adventure Game Society Cafe running. Okay. And you know, they also the Adventure Game Society also has a Patreon that you can uh, join. It is uh, Patreon.com/slash Adventure Game Society, uh, and we will have links to all of that in the show notes, as well as a link to the. Uh, episode we did with Brian uh, back in December of 2019.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, as as the world opens back up again, and 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 the world is no longer on fire, we are going to be doing more stuff up there. You know, yep. we're going to try to get out too, and and do some stuff at the shop, and you know, help support them as much as we can as well.
1: Yep. You know, I I you know I've mentioned it a few times here, but right before the shutdown happened, we had made. I had gone and talked with Brian with, Hey, you know, you, we've used your studio here twice for, you know, to record with you to record with Morgan, you know, we'd really like to continue to use it. Do we need to get, a, a you know, a corporate membership to the, to the game society? What, you know, what do we need to do? And he was like, promote the store on your, sh- on your show. And, uh, you know, if we do events, maybe mention them on the show and, uh, just buy your soda and snacks from from me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then and then we couldn't because this pandemic, and it's just
2: it's hard to put it all into words.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's really you know when you lose someone so close to you, there's no our language doesn't cover it. No, you know I don't think any language does. It's right. like
1: now I'm thinking about it, it's like I missed a chance to see. You know, we would have seen him on a weekly basis going in and out of, you know, the podcast studio there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, as, as Kayla said, you know, look around at who's around you and make sure that you let them know that you love them and that you appreciate them and, you know, that they know it. Don't just assume it, you know, just make sure they know how valuable they are to you. You know, it's because yeah. you don't know. You just don't know how many days you have left with them.
2: Yep. Oh well, God, now I gotta say I love you guys.
0: love you, Andy nah, nobody yeah you. yep love you love big you very much. I would not Aww. put up with your bullshit if I didn't love you so much
2: <laughs> and you really do put up with a lot of my bullshit <laughs> um they do they don't to... know these people don't know the bullshit no, no, they don't <laughs>
1: I've known you for ten years going on <laughs> almost ten years, and I think I only have scratched the surface of the bullshit that Kayla puts up with.
3: Uh.
2: Um
1: do we want to do geek news or we just want to
2: no man I want to talk about some geek stuff.
0: What do we got to talk about? Yeah I think I know it's I think it's okay Okay. to do a little bit of geek news. Um I think I think Brian would want that.
2: Hell yeah Brian wouldn't want a sulking let's let's talk about some cool geek shit. Okay. Who's got I got nothing
0: you guys go first. Are you serious? Um,
2: you just came, came have, totally unprepared, didn't you?
0: Look, it's been a rough week. Okay, <laughs> let me just let me just can I? Okay, it's been a really really rough week. It, well, lucky it for started. Like if you, I have stuff. So yes. Well,
2: well, the, I think I can sum it up in a nutshell that that nobody's allowed to poop in the store anymore.
0: No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no one is ever allowed in the store bathroom ever again.
1: I felt I felt a little odd <laughs> using it today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it is so clean now. Come it on Kay. You, gotta, very... you gotta tell you gotta tell everybody what happened. No okay,
0: okay, 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 okay. real quick before we get into the geek news, as you guys know, if you've listened to the show before we own a small thrift shop, um, it is a very fun geeky witchy cool eclectic place. Um, and one of my biggest things when opening the shop was that I wanted to have a clean bathroom. Being as someone who has had digestive issues in the past and my whole family, uh, has dealt with things like that, I understand the importance of being in a store and going, oh, I, I need to go to the bathroom. And if I have to leave this store to go to the bathroom, I might not come back. Right. So it was important for me to have a bathroom that was accessible to the public, but was always that was nice and comfortable and clean. And we spent probably more money than we should have making sure, <laughs> That that bathroom, which was ridiculous, gross When we first moved into that yeah. shop yeah. It was I remember gross
1: it. when we moved in Ugh. And then it was
2: just purple
0: It was purple <laughs> The whole thing was purple And I mean, as much as I know there's purple people out there This was not, this was not a good purple There's <laughs> <It's>
2: purple people
0: <laughs> It's just uh, It was bad So, so I, we, I mean, I'm talking Wayne Scotting I'm talking. It's a beautiful sage green. It is yeah. decorated nicely. It. I even did a floor. There's wood floors in this thing. I mean, they're you know, oh, but right. But I mean, we really put they a don't lot of to nature. know that it's sure. <laughs> I mean, you can tell. But uh, our friend Aaron, who we've we've talked about before, uh, who is a handyman, helped us do it, and it's beautiful. And I take a lot of pride in this bathroom. So when customers come into my store, our store, and they say, can I use the bathroom? It is with great pride that I say, yes, please, please use our beautiful newly remodeled bathroom. And Thursday, I did that to, with an older woman who is a regular in my store. And she went and used the bathroom. And she came back out and purchased a couple of things and left the store. And I didn't think anything of it. and the the terrible part is that later on in the day there was another group of people who someone wanted to try something on and i was like hey our dressing room is kind of full right now but you're welcome to use our beautiful bathroom well she went back there and came back very quickly and i didn't know why oh but she didn't say anything to me and neither did the woman who oh, did this that's crazy. yeah so now i'm being judged um So end of the day, I lock up the shop. I go to go to the bathroom myself. And
2: that's when you found it.
0: It's I.
2: mm. Somebody Jackson Pollock the bathroom.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That's that's it. I understand now why public restrooms very often have a drain in the middle of the floor. Mm. And it just it was so it was so bad. It was so bad, and like I understand that accidents happen. I understand that things don't always go the way you expect them to, and I understand that it's embarrassing, you know. And yeah. you might not want to come out of that bathroom and say, "Hey, I just painted your bathroom." Yeah, you know. But
2: the show's laughing now.
0: Believe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I painted your black bathroom. <laughs>
0: Believe me when I tell you that business-,
2: Chocolate Factory.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, business owners will thank you for at least letting them know. And if you have the ability to help clean it up, please offer to. They will not judge you. I'd, I wouldn't judge you for that. I would have more sympathy than anything because, trust me, I've had my fair share of, of close calls. You know, yeah. we're humans and I, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant for God's sake, you know? So please tell yeah. somebody when this happens and she didn't. And I was so, I was so just like, my brain was over it. I couldn't, cause yeah. we had gotten the news on Brian earlier that day and I yeah. just, I, I didn't have the energy to deal with it. And I literally just closed the door and walked away yeah. and then spent the rest of the week cleaning this bathroom. I have chemical burns on my hands. Oh. from like my hands are raw from just this bathroom
2: that's terrible so it's terrible yeah, have some common courtesy people i mean if you, <laughs> if, you, if you if you gotta wreck a bathroom a public bathroom let them know, hey man, I gotta might, might wreck this bathroom, and but I'll help you clean it up. Like, do the right thing. Be responsible. Hey,
0: just be responsible, don't. I mean, yes, I understand that it's embarrassing, uh, you know, especially for, for women, you know, and older women, and you know, all of that. Like, I get that, but seriously, you're the the business owner. Will thank you for being Cause, honest cause with in them.
2: My, in my mind, that woman just became a Karen. You know, like she just didn't care. No, seriously. She did not like, care. She, she care. did not
0: care. Oh, wait till she comes in. Wait till, because that's the thing. If she'd have come to me quietly, pulled me aside and said, hey, I'm really, really sorry this happened, right. I would have, it would have been fine. It would have still would have sucked, I know, but it would have been like, okay, I understand. And she would have happily been invited back to my store. Maybe not let her use the bathroom again, but she would have invited back to my store. Now, mm. Mm-mm. Just wait they till she comes it back. Really
1: did for everybody.
0: Yeah, well, fucked it up.
2: What if? I mean, what if she? What says she comes back? <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, do you, do you want the revenge? Let me let me the, say that.
0: Okay. So the the person that was crying on mm-hmm. her hands and knees in gloves and mask, scrubbing the floors, wants to just lay into this person. Wants to just be like, what? The hell is your problem, but the compassionate yeah. person, the compassionate side of me, the person that understands that everybody has a bad day yeah. probably won't do that. I will probably take her aside and have a conversation with her, and I will probably, you know, like I just said, I will probably let her know, look, that was not okay. You know, I understand that it's hard and it's embarrassing, but you need to tell people when this happens. You know, I don't like- know if she understands that.
2: I mean we, we learned we learned this as toddlers, you know we did tell some, we did tell somebody when you made it when you had an accident
0: right you know? but I mean the world is a weird place, and things happen as we get older, you know, and our brains slip, and I don't know I don't know her life, you yeah. know, I don't know what she's dealing with. I know her husband is a jerk because <laughs> he's been in there with her before, and he's a loud mouth jerk, and she has to deal with that, so uh. I'm sure that that's. You know taken a toll on her yeah um but yeah it, i i as angry as i am and as much as i want to say you know she's never coming back in my shop again that probably won't be the case Shit, no one's using my bathroom ever again there's going to be a lock with a key and maybe maybe family or a good friend if they ask nicely and hand me 20 bucks first
2: you can't stop um, me i'm using that bathroom <laughs> You know me. When I show up, I just... You know me. You <laughs> can't stop thinking you're going to stop me. Who do you think you are?
0: You're, well, you're different. I mean, it's, it's like I wouldn't stop Joe, you know, but...
1: You did yeah. stop Because him. I used it.
0: Yep. No, did not stop you. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, so the moral of the story is, is that we need to be compassionate for other human beings, no matter what circumstances it's in, but you're allowed to get pissed about it.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, know? you have every right to be mad at that person for doing that.
0: I was, Every, every right. Ugh. I have shed so many tears in this past week, I don't know. And, and just when I think that I can't shed anymore. Yeah. You know, somewhere I find more, it's, I, I'm probably really dehydrated. But anyway, so yeah. that's been our week. Um I had to spend 50 bucks replacing stuff that was like like the the Ugh. plunger and the toilet scrubber and the waste basket and the cleaning supplies that were on the floor were completely covered. And I didn't I was like I can't even like I can't I just threw them away. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like I'm getting new ones.
2: I think from now on if somebody asked to use the bathroom, you ask them what they had for lunch <laughs> before going in. Say where where did you eat? <laughs> Taco Bell? No, ma'am. <laughs> no, no. No, nay, nay. We do not allow that. Oh, yeah.
0: There's a no, list. Of no.
2: There's a list on the wall right by the bathroom door. Places that are accepted.
0: <laughs> if you have eaten at any of these places, ra- yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a like a like a shoplifters like list <laughs> behind the counter. Like like. You know. <laughs> oh
0: God! Welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. Uh, <laughs> this I is can't. what we deal with. We are, Thanks. <laughs> I
2: read. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Kayla. I read that. I, I saw the pictures. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I, I blatantly
0: it. posted those pictures. I was so mad. <laughs>
2: I read it. I was sitting there. I'm. I'm sitting right. I was sitting right where I am now. And Pam, my wife, is sitting right across from me. And and I just went, "Oh God, Kayla is poor. Oh my God, poor Kayla." She goes, "What? What happened?" And the way it sounds to me, like in her head and Pam's head, the way it, it it sounded like something bad happened to you, like you died, you got right, something,
0: like some something, something disastrous. horrible,
2: something right. horrible. And, and I went, and I just started. I read, I just read verbatim your post to her. My post, and yeah. Pam just went,
3: <gasps>
2: "No." <gasps> and yes, and, I have to say, thank were, you. Like, all we wanted to do was just get in the car and rush down.
0: I appreciate that. I definitely have to say thank you to uh, those those of of maybe we have cross viewers that listen that also follow Secondhand Goddess. Um, There was an outpouring of of uh, sympathetic anger and and uh, and love (laughs) and oh my gods and we're so sorry this happened to you and people suck uh, all across the board and that would that that helped that that helped to just like. (laughs) I'm I'm not wrong in being upset about this.
2: <laughs> no, you have every right to be upset about
0: that. So and okay, so we made a, a short story longer. Um, so we should probably <laughs> let Joe get to sure. his news. I don't think yeah. anything else happened this week that was too screwed up. So, we'll
2: <laughs> Joe! Joe, what you got to follow up with me? <laughs>
1: Just to let you know, I'm probably going to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Not require too much work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, God. so geek news now. Geek news sure. now. Geek okay. news now. Um, so I will go first. I got a couple items. Uh, it. So we've been talking about 455 Films IndieGoGo uh, campaign for the Star Trek Voyager documentary, mm-hmm. uh, and it has been a huge success. It's only like a month old. There's only like eight days left on it, uh, and. The other day, they released what the name of the documentary is going to be. Lay it on, big oh. guy. To the journey, looking back at Star Trek Voyager.
3: Aww, very nice. That's cool.
1: For for those who uh, maybe out of you know don't catch the reference um, at the uh, on the in the finale episode of Voyager, uh, the the crew that has come back from that that survived the trip from the delta quadrant to the alpha quadrant uh they they have a reunion and there is a toast given and it was to the journey ah. um mm-hmm. and this this kind of goes with when 455 films did their ds9 documentary it was called what we left behind which was the name it uh, was an homage to the name of uh what you leave behind the ds9 series finale so um, so gotcha. they, uh, so to release that they are closing in on the $900,000, uh, goal. Uh, like I said, with eight days left in, um, so right now they have reached the level where, uh, fingers crossed that they can get CBS Viacom or Viacom CBS or whatever the corporate entity is called, um, stretch goal eight they just achieved which was 825,000 was to remaster uh some show footage used in the documentary to be HD. Oh. Uh if they reach 900,000 stretch goal be to remaster all the show footage used in the documentary uh to uh HD. Um, yeah, cuz
2: that's what I want to see in HD is Neelix. Mhm. Yes. <laughs> I was being facetious. Those I did not want to see the spots. Uh, no, oh, yeah. no, Man, Can't say no. Nah, can't say
1: Can You get a little close up of Tuvok. Is that what you're looking I, for?
2: No, give me a little bit of that Tom Paris though. Mm. <laughs> Robert Duncan McNeil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep.
1: Um, <laughs> if they should happen to reach a million dollars, they will be including exclusive, never before seen Voyager stuff. Oh um so and then of course there's a caveat should we be unable to to acquire the rights to use footage for the documentary funding will go to other things so okay uh i did not realize that i mean i knew they did the what we left behind but 455 films is also the folks behind for the love of spock uh chaos on the bridge the captains the captains close up still kicking cool is that and Nice so yeah, that is uh that that is who they are, and uh, like I said, eight days left on the indieGoGo campaign, and they are at uh eight hundred and eighty five thousand three hundred sixty four dollars Wow, uh, original Flex goal was hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they have eight thousand five hundred and seven backers, and uh eight days
2: left on it. oh, not bad,
1: yep, so. Good luck to those folks. I uh, can't wait to see what they produce. Which reminds me, we still need to watch what we left behind, which is available on like Amazon Prime and you uh, YouTube. Need to
0: mm-hmm. do it.
1: Yes. Uh, For sure. But maybe not this week when emotions are so raw. Cause
0: no, no, I've I cried enough. Thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> so who 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 likes uh, Dark Crystal?
0: Me.
2: Wow! Well, no, not Kayla.
0: It's KK. <laughs> like Star Crystal.
1: I know but she's still upset about the it being canceled on Netflix.
0: That's angry. the dumbest
1: thing. I, I'm, Very yeah, angry. I agree with you. Um, however, uh, would you want to see at the Royal Albert Hall, Dark Crystal Odyssey, a dance uh, performance set in the World of the Dark Crystal.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going?
2: To the Royal Opera House.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: like, like in, like in England, like in London.
0: Uh, yes,
1: the Royal yeah. Opera House uh, presents uh, Company Wayne McGregor in the Dark Crystal Odyssey, a work for family audience- audiences. Choreographed and directed by Wayne McGregor, based on Jim Henson's iconic 1982 film. This magical coming-of-age story brings together a team of world-class collaborators, including artists Brian and Wendy Froud, composer Joel Cadbury, digital designers uh, Contrast Moment, lighting designer Lucy Carter, dramaturge Uzma Hamid, costume designer Philip Delamore, and face and body artist Alex Box with puppets and props from Jim Henson's Creature Shop.
2: Jeez.
1: Yeah.
0: When are are we going? we are going? Well, this, as, soon
2: right? as, as soon as the rest of the country is allowed out of our country
0: this is true
2: <laughs>
0: This is true we're not allowed in other countries right now because because america's the the word we're, we're on timeout. yeah,
2: out. yeah <laughs>
1: this is the this is the 2021 2022 season uh God. at the royal opera house
2: yeah yeah america ate too much paste
0: it's Seriously, really, and like we bite people and we don't follow directions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cannot, cannot, cannot form a queue to save our lives.
0: No, we don't play well with others.
2: <laughs> we throw food in the cafeteria. We...
0: Seriously, it's just it's a mess.
2: <sighs> They're going to have to send a note home. That's oh, what it is. I know.
0: We're, that's what happened. They sent a note home and now we're not allowed out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're not allowed out. That's great.
1: Ugh. Um, and then uh just just for uh fun, uh my last bit is where did it go? Um who wants a new who who wants a unofficial uh new D and D setting? What do, do we you got? Uh, Chris Metzen, uh, co-creator of Warcraft and Starcraft. Yes. is uh, will be launching a Kickstarter for Ouroboros, Coils of the Serpent, uh, coming to Kickstarter April 20th. Ooh. Uh, so Chris Metzen and Mike Gilmartin, uh, both former Blizzard entertainment executives who
2: mm-hmm. helped bring, uh, Andy, are you familiar with these, Warcraft? You know, I've heard it spoken once. Starcraft? Um, Starcraft wasn't. Yeah, I think that's really popular in in, in uh, China and uh, in Korea.
1: What about this Diablo?
2: No idea what you're talking about. Okay.
1: Uh, so in 2020, uh, Metzen wrapped up a 22 year long stint with Blizzard. Glad he got paroled. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and then he and Gil Martin announced a new company, War Chief Gaming, and nice. this is this is their first project. Uh, they're working with lead developer Ryan Collins, who is a game designer for Hearthstone, okay. devourer of many hours of people I worked with's time uh, to bring Metzen's homebrewed d D&D campaign that he began back in the 80s into a 5th edition compatible uh, setting.
2: Uh, that is too cool.
1: The first source book is titled World Book Law Brand, uh, and that's going to be launched. Uh, so... The 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 short on it is Law Brand is a confederation of urbanized trade cities. They're eight or nine of these trade cities, and they're all kind of moved by this big new commerce. It's almost like an industrial revolution.
2: Okay.
1: Uh some artsmen posted, which is it's very uh medieval slash renaissance looking architecture with industrial revolution, factories and okay. and smokestacks in the background nice um so it's it's going to be a new setting uh new races uh new classes all the good stuff uh so that should be hitting um that should be hitting uh, kickstarter april twentieth um and it seems like it's a pretty interesting idea i i like i like an urbanized uh setting it's uh yeah There's a lot of fun to be done that I think you and I both uh, have voiced our approval for like Waterdeep
2: Dragon heist. Oh, yeah. Um, So so city
1: settings are, are definitely fun to use.
2: Definitely. I dig it. I can get into this.
1: So that's my news. Nice.
2: Okay, you said you got nothing else.
0: I'm looking up something right now. Okay. Because I think I know there's another connection to the to the journey, but I don't want to put my foot in my mouth till I know for sure. Okay. Because um, mm-hmm. I think I remember this, but then I remember things weird. Uh, what do you got?
2: What do I got? Oh man, I got some. I got a uh, little bit of gaming news, a little bit of a uh, video gaming news. Um, two two big announcements that that came out last week or last week of the week before. I believe it was just the end of the week before, <clears throat> but. Um, uh, Microsoft Xbox has mm-hmm. acquired uh Bethesda as part of the um uh the xbox family we, so I think
1: we we discussed this when Sierra was on i believe
2: where did you no, yeah. I don't think you did I don't think we did we, did, well, we might have it was, it was either okay. with
1: Sierra or with, like i i brought it up
2: strange enough strange uh, yeah okay, great thank you very much no I'm just kidding but um <clears throat> but because of that you're getting you're getting Doom. You're getting pretty much all the Doom games. You're getting uh, a, just a, a Fallout. Uh, you're getting uh, so many amazing, really cool Bethesda types. Skyrim is one of them. Uh, there's actually a couple other uh, Elder Scrolls games, uh, you know, for, for those of you guys that are really into the Skyrim series or the, the Elder Scrolls series. Um, but uh, it's, it, th- those are all on uh, uh, the um, uh, uh, Game Pass which if you don't have it and you have an Xbox and you don't have a game pass, what are you doing? Um, It's, it's, I think we're paying nine bucks a month, 10 bucks a month for this, this library of games that changes every month. You know, they, they take some out, they bring some new ones in, but you know, you're getting all these really great games, you know, just for, for $10 a month, you can just, you know, download them from the cloud and play them through your Xbox. Why not? Um, who cares if you played them before? A lot of these games have a lot of replay value. Uh, speaking of, um, game pass games, uh, Joe, let me ask you a question. I know, you know, you're, you're, you're an old school gamer like me. Uh, did you play any, did you ever play any of the, the old isometric, uh, computer, uh, uh, like RPG games for PC? Like, uh, like, uh, uh. Icewind Dale, or or Baldur's Gate, or anything like that.
1: I uh, I played. What was the one? I, uh, Pool of Radiance.
2: Pool of Radiance. Really
1: was Excellent, game. Uh, because, Excellent game. Excellent game. Because the other one I had was the the Heroes of the Lance. That one was mm-hmm. a side scroller. Yeah. Uh, but Pool of Radiance was a, was a was isometric. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how would you describe the the isometric look, the feel? It's like it's almost like a top down.
1: It's, it's, but not, it's
2: like a three quarter angle.
1: Yeah. It's, it's slightly off from top down to try to give you the illusion of three, of of three dimensional movement.
2: Right. Right. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of games were like that, you know, uh, uh, back in the, 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 I would say the late 80s all through the 90s. There was a lot of, they had a lot of PC games that were like that
1: before you had computers that could, you know, do 3D rendering or even quasi 3d rendering
2: right so they were all sprites and stuff mm. you know so with the pixels and <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh well there is okay so there was uh a few years ago uh right about right about at the the moment when critical role really picked up so we're talking like five years ago maybe six years ago right uh there was this uh this company called obsidian mm-hmm, i remember them uh they created this, uh, this game. Uh, called Pillars of Eternity. Yes. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, you, if, if you're a critter, you know the music from, from, from Pillars of Eternity. Uh, Matt uses it almost exclusively during Critical Role games. Okay. Uh, that's the, the background music. And the reason he did uh-huh. that, or they, they gave him that music or allowed him to use it is because he actually did some of the voice work on it. Right? So <clears throat> fast forward like a year later. First of all, the first game is amazing. Right, the first game is just—it's got this really rich storyline. If you're into D and D, this is such a Dungeons and Dragons game without it actually being a Dungeons and Dragons game. It's—it's um, it's just without it actually being in that world. Uh, It's—it's the—the the world building is—is is very solid. It's—it's it's very deep. Um, you're gonna get sucked into it. It's just this this fantastic game. The voice work is really good. Uh, it's got that nostalgic kind of feel to it. <clears throat> while still being fresh and new. So fast forward like a year or two later, uh, they, uh, uh th- they did a Kickstarter for the set for a second game called, uh, pillars of eternity Two: dead fire. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, now dead fire, uh, picks up, I think a couple, like a year after or a couple years after the first game. And, um, uh, You know the the world is once again imperiled, and you have to save it, and all kinds of cool stuff. But uh, this time around, they they asked Matt Mercer to come back and do do voices again, which he absolutely said yes. And they they, somehow they managed to get the entire Critical Role cast to do voices in this game, right? Uh, Not only as as original NPCs and their voices and stuff, and PCs as well. Uh, not only with those voices, but, uh, they eventually sold a, um, uh, an add on pack, a mod pack that would allow you to give your characters, the PCs, the voices of Vox Machina. So you could actually make a dwarf that sounds like Grog Strongjaw, or you could have an elf, uh, ranger that sounds like, uh, like Gilmore. Or, you know, wow. that it literally, yeah, it literally is like catchphrases that they've done, you know, like, you know, like, uh, uh, uh like he says glorious, you know, uh, and, and, you know, Pike and all, them, they're all in it. They're all in it. And, and, uh, once again, everything is, the, the, the game has been expanded a little bit more because it's, uh, uh a little bit more seafaring. So you've got like a ship now and you can sail around and attack other boats and loot them and stuff. And it's, it, it's really, Don't really... Them. Don't what? give them a
1: boat. Don't give them a boat.
2: Don't, Don't give them me. a boat. That's like the, one, the number one Ed DM rule. Don't ever give them a boat. You'll never see them again. They will kill themselves with a boat. Um, <laughs> give the PCs a boat. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: if you give the PC... If you give the party a boat. You know, oh, I just so really it.
0: fucked up then. <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I, just, I just gave my party a boat that can convert into an airship and a submarine.
2: Oh wow! You really you to to quote your, to quote TikTok. You
0: fucked up.
2: <laughs> you I, fucked I, think, up. I, I think I would like to go with the run, run. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, all right. So, yes. Listen to old people talk about TikTok things. That's what you, <sighs> you tune in yeah.
2: for. I want to do a whole episode where we talk about TikToks, where we talk oh, about, and ahead. we call it we, we call them the TikToks.
3: Like, the ticks and the know, talks. The,
2: the, the Facebooks. Like, <laughs> the, the, the Instagrams. The interwebs. Um, so, so anyway. Uh, so yeah. These two games. Uh, they, they not only have made. Uh, uh, console ports of them. They are both. On uh, Xbox Game Pass. Right now. And if you want something. That is going to literally just. Devour hours and hours and hours of your time get these games play these games you will not regret it uh they are not fast paced by any stretch because once again it's like you're playing you know this is how i'm getting my 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 fix i'm i am the what you call the forever dm mm, you am know you, uh-huh. yeah yep yeah, you're familiar. I am the forever DM. I will never, ever, ever get to play in a D and D game as a player. I am always going to be running the game because nobody else wants to. Oh no, so. you're
0: totally playing in my second round of fairy tale.
2: Thank you. <laughs> 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 I just peed whether a you
0: like it or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, this is this is getting my 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 PC fix, hmm. you know, uh, and and the game is fan fucking tastic. Um, before we started playing, I was, or before we started recording tonight, I was actually playing the game. I'm looking at my screen right now. Uh, I am, I am, I'm currently paused in the middle of combat with, uh, a greater earth blight that is, it's been kicking my ass all night. So, (laughs) um, no, this, this is a fantastic game, guys. You guys have to play it. And I mean, you have to not necessarily you, Joe and Kay, because you guys are, you know, you don't play. Old you time. Don't play video games. No, no. Did I say old? You guys don't play video games. There's no. That's not a big deal. You know, my son. My are... son doesn't play video games. He he's not a video <laughs> gamer. You know, he's a hipster. Some people are. You know. right?
0: Yeah, but he's a cute hipster. It's okay.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah,
0: no, we just so, don't have any time.
2: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. You know. I mean, I but think the rest like the of the
0: audience ge- must play.
2: Fuck yes. There is no excuses. Um. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> oh, playstation only type person
2: well no it's on playstation as well i think oh, it it's, is now? Oh, okay. it's just no it's been ported over you just can't it's not for free it's not for oh, okay. it's not on it's not on game pass ah. or or what i think they call as psn mm. um so um yeah pillars of eternity is badass uh oh the soundtracks which are you guys agree that the soundtracks are boss ass oh always right, those are really good yeah yeah those those both soundtracks for those of you guys who are looking for, you know i'm a big I'm a big per, you know uh, I'm a big person uh, saying that if you're running a game, if you're running a d and d game, you should always have music playing uh, just to kind of it enhances the mood, um even if it's low in the background. these both of these soundtracks and millions of other uh, you know of other, well, millions, hundreds of other, Video game soundtracks that, you know, mean, from Assassin's Creed to uh, Skyrim to uh, Dark Souls, all of that, it's all on Amazon Music, guys. You know, and I'm probably sure, I'm sure it's probably on uh, Spotify and other places as well. But yeah, yeah, you guys should totally do stuff like that. Um, oh, uh, I watched uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon yes. and Winter Soldier. Uh, did you guys? Gonna, did you guys yeah. watch it? We're,
1: we're, we're gonna it. This is one of those things where we're putting the embargo on because it comes out on Fridays. Okay, so it won't have been a full week for folks to.
2: Well, can we just say we liked it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, really like
2: it. Okay, it was very yeah. good. I totally liked it. I totally liked it. Uh, it. Had a different, you know, definitely a different feel than what they're putting out. But I did, I dig it so far.
1: Very, very felt very cinematic. Very much. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it, yeah.
0: It, it, I it, forgot I was watching a series till like it ended, and I went, "Oh so yeah, that, there's more."
2: And you went, "Son of a bitch!" Yes, um, <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, something we we um we had to curb last time I was on here, uh, just because we were you know running for time. Uh, the um, what did you guys think of Eye of the Beholder?
1: I that was a really good documentary covering. Especially the the early art of D&D, which the stories of, you know, basically hiring the kid down the street mm-hmm. to, to do the drawings and then building up to then bringing in, you know, the, Elmore. Yeah, Elmore easily uh, that that whole that 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 cadre they had, the, the the four artists they had, that was just like, wow,
2: the, the um, four horsemen, as they called them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah that was like that was a really good uh documentary
2: so so what what joe's talking about is i actually had them come over uh come over to my place you know during covid whatever they 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 respected they washed their hands you know uh they had to or else they wouldn't get dinner um <laughs> <laughs> uh is we sat down i saw this months ago and um, and I wanted to mention it on the show, and I never got a chance to. And, and the whole kind of the reason I was holding back is like it was like Joe and Kayla have to see this. Joe and Kayla have to see this. Joe and Kayla have to see this. And I was, you know, off off show telling them, "You guys got to watch this." And like, "Okay, well." And I know you guys. You guys are busy. You guys, you know, unless you write something down or you guys really, you know, push to it, it's not going to happen right away. And I am one of those people where I will stand if i can stand in front of you holding this thing in your face going look at it look at it look at it because i want to geek out with you over this right now um sorry
0: (laughs) you you have learned how to like hound us long enough to get our attention to get us to make plans
2: (laughs) so so you're gonna do it now So, so I I called him up one night and I said, Hey guys, you guys got to come over. We're, you know, you guys, are you guys up for dinner? And they're like, uh, possibly why what's going on? And I was like, I want to show you something. And Kayla's like, let me, let me check with Joe. And I think it was something along the lines of Andy wants to, Andy wants to do show and tell at the house. Um, (laughs) are we available? Yeah. So you guys came over and we watched this, this documentary on, um, uh, the, the history of, of Dungeons and Dragons art, uh, throughout, you know, the, the, the run of the, the, uh, the product, the, the, the brand name, uh, or the game itself. And I mean, it starts right from the beginning where it was literally, you know, guys right out of high school or even dropping out of school. Like, like I think you mm-hmm. mentioned that Joe, they were dropping out of school so they could get, yeah. you know, a side job drawing wizards and, and, you know, goblins and dragons and liches and, 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 and if you remember, a lot of you guys remember, especially if you've, if you've played the old games, that artwork, that art, that starting artwork was not grade a. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was not, but you get to see the evolution and <clears throat> it's incredibly in depth. And I think that they, they hit on all the, all these fantastic points and kind of like little anecdotes Um and and the reason I'm pushing it so hard is because, uh, I have seen it get almost zero press. You know, like I don't think you guys even knew about it until I told you about it, right?
0: I didn't.
1: I yeah. had I had heard vaguely about it because I am a religious reader of Io9, and Io9 had covered it.
2: Right. Okay.
1: But I had not seen it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I was vaguely familiar because it like. The news of it coming out seems like it was also around the same time that the uh, Art and Arcana book uh, that the Witweers did. Yes,
2: yes, yes, that's exactly right. They kind of paired it with that. And it was like everybody was so scrambling for the book that the documentary kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Know? Um, and that's a shame. So so that's why, you know, I'm kind of like a, uh, a hero of taking stuff that that didn't get talked about. And hey, look. This is awesome. Um, this is definitely one of those. Uh, guys, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, check it out. It is so, so good. Uh, I've actually watched it three times now. Uh, and, uh, and, and I, I, I caught something. You catch something new every single time. And, and it, I remember the first time I actually watched it, the next morning, uh, uh, I watched it on a Friday night. And the next morning, um, uh, Pam and I went out. We went to breakfast. And we were sitting outside the, the restaurant waiting to be seated and, uh, you know, sitting there and you have nothing else to do. You just kind of scrolling through your phone, you know, or whatever. And you're trying to mind your own business. And I found myself going onto Pinterest and looking up uh, classic D D art, mm. you know, uh, and book covers and stuff like that. And, and just saving, I have like a whole Pinterest list now of, of just, nothing but, but old uh, uh, Dragon Magazine covers, Dungeon Magazine covers, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's so, so cool. Uh, and um, eventually I want stuff like that, you know. I mean, you can still go, you can still go online to, I think like a, Elmore has a website yeah. uh, where you can buy his stuff. And, and he's still making fresh stuff too. That's the cool part. Yeah. Is, uh, is...
1: Recent story came out that he was doing a women like the badass women of Dragonlance. He's yeah. Yeah. Art piece of,
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Larry Elmore, uh, if for, for you newbies out there who aren't in the know, uh, Larry Elmore is, uh, one of the, the, what they called back in the day, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And these are four guys that came to TSR, which was what dungeons and dragons, the publisher, dungeons and dragons was owned by back then. Uh, and uh, they came to the TSR, and these guys, I mean, they had just they, they basically redefined what fantasy looked like.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, which, you have to f- realize, like, these guys were picking up with like where Frank Frazetta had left off. Vallejo, you know? yeah, yeah, and and, and the, the cool thing, of course, is that um, you know they they were painters, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm just it's but, uh, it's so cool to think about like just all the work that they were doing you know
2: mm-hmm. and and how much was lost yeah <laughs> that's that's the i'm not going to give anything away that's it's such a tearjerker though um but this is part of gaming history that that i feel that needs to be people need to know this stuff they need to know where it came from to know where it's going um so so yeah so watch that show guys you'll 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 really dig it um, Joe I kind of have a question for you and Kayla too let me, okay. let me ask you guys because you're both you know you're both DMs just like me um, I got a question for you Joe and, and it's, this is it's not really this isn't really geek news that I had but it's just a question I had and I wanted your opinion on it um, why do you think they have not really chosen to expand to include to uh, uh, forgotten realms to uh, D&D to, to include the rest of Faerun there's so much there that is not used that's totally unused. And, and they really don't have a whole lot of source material for it. Fifth edition source material. Like, like you could go back in third edition and pick up the actual source book for favorite or for forgotten realms. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got literally everything in it. You know, what's um, interesting.
1: I, I pulled up my second edition uh, forgotten realms, like book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the focus in a lot like in second edition at least was the Dale lands, the Inner Sea. Um it wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a whole lot of focus on the Sword Coast. Right. I think I think part of it is they haven't expanded out beyond I mean beyond the Sword Coast and Chult mm-hmm. uh cuz I think originally technically Chult wasn't part of the Sword Coast. I think is is because previous editions had, and part of the problem is if you mess with canon too much, Mm -hmm. you're going to irritate a a percentage of the uh, community. Okay. Uh, So that that's I, I think part of my thinking might also be in there's a ton of lore stuff out there from previous editions and if you want to set stuff in, you know, the dale lands or Cormyr or, you know, any of that, then, you know, you have the information up to uh, you know, even in 4th edition, I think, like the even when you know up to like the sundering's, you know. Yeah. You've you've got the information out there. It's, you know, it's a little okay, DIY it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also there's something about there is a streak amongst the uh, I, I see in amongst the community of folks who just don't like Faerun. um
2: Oh yeah, it's I mean you're always gonna have the, like favoring sucks, uh, you right? Know, uh, Dragonlance is the best.
1: Yeah, uh, or or Greyhawk is the best, or gray Re-
2: grayhawk. Yeah.
1: Um, and to be fair, up until like I was never a huge Forgotten Realms fan. Okay. Um, but it's you know I I I was not a big Forgotten Realms fan because like when when introduced to it in second edition it was like there's a box set and then there's this book and mm-hmm. and it just it felt like there was so much you had to know especially because like almost all of the successful novels for D and D were set in the Forgotten Realms
2: yeah all the all the big ones except for the, Dragon Dragonland yeah
1: except for the Dragon <laughs> but like all the Salvatore books you know all the the, I think technically Pool of Radiance and those books were also Forgotten Realms books. So it's like, mm-hmm. it just, it felt like um, to me as a, as a DM, there was so, and even as a player to a certain point, there was so much lore to know. And because, you know, authors were churning out books at, you know, a pretty good clip, like you didn't want to be the player who didn't know exactly what was going on at, you know, Shadowdale I mean sure yeah. you knew you knew who Elminster was but you know are we playing and now Elminster is the uh you know is he now the 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 idol or whatever he, the the companion or the the avatar of Mistra or is he back to just being you know the the Wizard of the Dales or what you know it was it just seemed like there was a lot to know yeah.
2: yeah well like like okay like a perfect example um the book that just came out last week uh, candle uh, keep mysteries or mysteries of candle keep keep mysteries. Right. Um, there is no way I expect any brand new player, somebody who just picked up the books today to know what candle keep is. Okay. To, to, okay. So candle keep for those of the, for for everybody that doesn't know, for all the new players that don't know, candle keep is this literal fortress library. And it is, it is, vast and massive it's like um the desert library in uh in avatar uh uh where there was the giant owl uh you know it was all sunken Mm -hmm. under the sand only it's on top right obviously and and it's this this huge huge place and it's guarded by these these warrior sages who you know are just they they you can't even get in unless you offer them a book they don't have right. <laughs> you know and and it's 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 this really really cool place that that I knew about it, Joe, you knew about it um you know because we we have played previous editions you know um I think that but, really
1: the, i i gotta be honest with you, I didn't really catch on to candle keep until uh I think it was Tomb of Annihilation, okay um, because I think there is a a part of Tomb of Annihilation where the party can go to Candle Keep to try to find out more about the the death curse okay,
2: um, okay.
1: And, and from like and again, because it's sword since it's sword Coast location it it was kind it's, of foreign to me.
2: Well, it, it yeah, sort you know the the problem is is that is that its location is literally just is it, a it's few miles. It's, it's no, it's like fifty miles south of Baldur's Gate. It's just it's boom right there on the Lion's Road. Like like it's it's right there. Like everybody who knows you know who 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 knows Faerun, who knows the Sword Coast, should know where that is. Mm-hmm. And and to be just like I don't know. To me, it's just kind of weird. It's like you know. Okay so now all of a sudden you're including Candlekeep you know as a well, destination. <laughs> well,
1: I mean you could say the same thing for the Ghosts of Saltmarsh. I mean,
2: you know what? You're right. You you're, you're I mean, right.
1: That, and that that was a location out of Greyhawk that they
2: that they brought used. into, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's Yeah.
2: Or or like or like what they did to Ravenloft where Ravenloft doesn't really exist. It's it's a it's not even its own dimension. It's just its own
1: Oh, it's, it, I mean, it started it's off as a pocket there. dimension.
2: Yeah. It's a demi
1: yeah. plane. <laughs> but hey, in May, we're oh. going to get a whole Ravenloft source book. Oh, so.
2: God, a shiver just went down my spine. Like, <laughs> I can't wait for that book. Oh, just as, as a DM, I, I, there is so much information in there. I love villains. You guys know I love villains. You guys know I love building villains this is the book for building villains for building real, real nasty bad guys. Um, uh, how many, what did they say? Like 30 different domains are going to be included in this book. Something like that. Oh, wow. uh, uh, 30 different domains, two new, uh, uh, two new subclasses, one for the bard, one for, I think I want to say cleric, like, don't quote me on that. But, um, it's it's just all about gothic or You know what they didn't include though? Uh there's okay, okay so they also with these 30 different domains. See <clears throat> in Ravenloft, uh you can equate a domain to a kingdom. Right. Right. So uh Strahd has his own domain, right? Yes. Strahd has his own domain. Um so there are 30 something other domains and each one of them has some mm-hmm. sort of evil lord. ruling over it and we're talking zombie lords and we're talking skeletal lords and death knights and all these all like the nastiest goriest horriest stuff you can think of you know who they don't have
1: i think we talked about this they were uh they're not bringing lord soth in
2: they are not bringing lord soth
1: which makes me think because as part of the uh the investors' announcement that Hasbro did where they announced their reorganization to make Wizards basically its own super division. Mm -hmm. Um, They said that uh, they were expecting D&D to increase the cadence of products. So
2: they're going to start cranking out more.
1: Yep. Uh, For the, the two subclasses is College of Spirits for Bards. For Bard, right. And the Undead Pact for Warlocks.
2: There you go uh there and then there's
1: three new lineages mm-hmm. the damp fear, the hex blood, and the reborn
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah i it, it is i mean and then there's there's gonna be monsters yeah
2: <laughs> so many new monsters there's and- there's
1: there's one here, Kayla yes <laughs> vampiric mind flares
0: no yes. That's not nice.
2: That is very nice. That that's is so not nice.
0: No, that's that's scary. Better than <laughs> there's that, there's
1: a no mind flare thing.
2: So they so they drink your blood just before they eat your brain. suck your brain out. Yeah, oh my wow, that comes out in May. I'm so happy. Precious. I am so happy. Uh, I've already it's already pre-ordered. <laughs> 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 it's already pre-ordered because because I I get all, all my books are digital now. Mm. Uh. You know, uh, well, all the official D and D books are digital. Uh, you know, other stuff like uh, like Cobold and stuff. You had, you know, I have to I have to get the hard copies for that. But um, like yeah, yeah, there's I mean, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming out. There's a lot of cool stuff out there now. Um yeah.
1: But with with them saying they're gonna have to, they're gonna pick up the cadence of production, and then the whole I think the summer we're supposed to expect the first book of a new Dragonlance. Series mm-hmm. authored by Weiss and Hickman. So you think
2: we're going to get a Dragonlance source book?
1: It would be. I think with the clamoring that has come from the community for the last how long's Fifth Edition been out? Seven years now. Six years. Seven years. Yeah. That uh, not putting it out is is. I mean, yeah. I mean the the two biggest crowds for we want. Okay, well there's three big crowds for we want. It, we want this setting. It's the fellow jammer crowd. <laughs> the Dragonlance crowd, <laughs> and then the Dark Sun masochists.
2: Not like not Planescapes.
1: You know what? Nobody except for me is really on the the. Hey, what about Planescape?
2: What about Red Steel? What about Birthright? What about Birthright? Uh, what about birthright? <laughs> God. So, Joe, how would you how would you describe? Because there's people out there that are listening to this that don't know about these realms. or or maybe not don't know about these realms. Um, and and we keep going back and forth between. Uh, uh, Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance. What's the difference?
1: Uh, so Dragonlance, um, it is, de- well, I guess, so it depends. Like it depends when we're talking about the setting, because um, Dragonlance focuses on a lot with dragons. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of right there in the name. Um, I mean, the main the main books, the the first three books, is about a war where a evil dragon goddess who sometimes appears as a five-headed dragon, but is definitely not Tiamat. (laughs) Um,
2: Tiamat, but not.
1: Yeah. Tiamat, but not uh, is, is trying to enter the world and ragtag group of adventurers, you know, has to find ancient relic, ancient relics and the good dragons to fight the evil dragons that have awakened and Kenders ensue.
2: Mhm. Kenderson uh, Sue. <laughs>
1: um I think Uh-oh. I mean like I was going to say oh the difference is that the gods are, are 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 a bit involved in Dragonlance but then there have been times in Forgotten realm stuff where the gods actually walked the planet. So
2: yeah. Uh yeah. I mean well well I always I always saw just aesthetic uh I always saw Dragonlance as being um high magic um a little bit more of a barbaric savagery to it, and a lot less um like 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 technology, if that makes any sense um, like, there's, I'm, like, I'm like there's like
1: I kind of think it kind of goes the other way. I think it's low magic because magic is so controlled okay um and and especially early on uh m- magical practitioners are uh you know are are hunted you know raceland had to be careful about casting spells and stuff uh for fear of of drawing attention yeah Um, okay so i think it's a little more low magic it it's really kind of post-apocalyptic uh (laughs) medieval fantasy uh because there was i mean there there's a cataclysm definitely it's grimmer uh Mm -hmm. it's it's a little dirtier even um i mean like when you think about like, oh, you find a trove of you know treasure and it's made of gold and silver and platinum, and in the world of Kryn, the you know the the currency is is steel coins. Yeah. Um. So even like even their treasure is lacks luster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's not. It's definitely not what you were. Th- what what you were. Yeah. Hoping. You know. It's not. It's not like. Um. Like in Forgotten Realms, where you can go to, you know, uh, where there's there's whole businesses run around the concept of magic spells. Yes, you know, uh, yeah. And and there's there's not mass production, and uh, like concepts like that, you know, yeah. like, uh Like science and, yeah, and I
1: outside of the gnomes, huh? Outside of the tinkerer gnomes,
2: yeah, yeah. There's no uh, tinker uh, gnomes in oh, no, in, no.
1: There is there is tinker gnomes. It, That's where tinker gnomes came from.
2: Yeah, but I mean. Uh,
1: But they're only in, you know, Mount Nevermind or whatever Mm -hmm. it was called. And, you know, uh, it's very
2: specific. Whereas, whereas I think, I think Forgotten Realms, you have a bit more leeway to do what you want. Yeah. I
1: mean, you have a whole God devoted to invention.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely (laughs) grimmer. Um, Like there's no, like there are no major nation states in it. Like, you know, you don't, you know, you don't go to Kormir, you don't go to, you know, any of those any of the, mm-hmm. the kingdoms everything is sort of like like i said it's very post-apocalyptic you know it's like yeah. uh you know and one of the books that the characters go to there's this r- beautiful city that's supposed to be rumored to sit on the water and famous for its sailing ships and as they crest over the mountain they catch look of it and because of the cataclysm that occurred it's now landlocked and the harbor that used to exist is now a flat stretch of land and the 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 boats are now like you know, right. sitting on dirt right. in disrepair. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so, that, I mean that dragonlance is that grayhawk. Greyhawk is way more swords and sorcery. Um, yeah, way more swords yeah. and sorcery. A bit more generic. Um, yeah,
2: it's it's kind of well because Greyhawk was the first realm that that, that was Gary's.
1: That was Gary's first realm. Yeah.
2: Right, right. That was Gary's like, you know, and then everything else was like, well, what if we did this? Oh, well, let's call it favor. I mean, you
1: have you have Dave Arneson had Blackmore uh, actually existed before uh, Greyhawk, I believe. But yeah.
2: Oh, no shit. Okay. see, I learned something.
1: And then you've got uh, Ed Greenwood did uh, Forgotten Realms. Uh, Actually, I think I remember hearing him on I think Dragon Talk talk about how like he started writing stories in Forgotten Realms when he was like a kid. And then, like in his twenties, sold sold it basically to TSR. Oh, yeah,
2: that's that's amazing. Um,
1: that's
2: definitely, something I didn't know.
1: Uh, so then we, we've talked about Ravenloft, the domains of dread, and all the good stuff there. the 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 Roach Motel of settings <laughs> is that yeah. a tool to reference characters is check that... in, but you don't check out.
2: <laughs> um, I I, I would. Honestly, like, like, okay. So, Curse of Strahd is 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 the love letter to the original uh, Castle Ravenloft. Mm-hmm. You know, or that that was it, right? Castle Castle Ravenloft. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the love letter to the original. If you guys have played it, then you know exactly what this realm is like. For those of you who have not played Ravenloft, it is quite literally it's it's Castlevania. It's um. The, the universal movie monsters, you know, version yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Uh, the and, and the Lord, the big bad guy is literally Dracula. Um, I mean, you know, it doesn't get any cooler than that, in my opinion, who, you know, I, I yeah. love that old, I love old movie, monster movies and stuff. So, you know, you come through, you'll be walking through, you know, a dark forest and, and suddenly, you know, there's a mist in your you're being chased by wolves through the forest and, and, you know, they might end up being gypsies or, you know, or, or something, you know, something along those lines. And, and I just think it's, I just think all that stuff's really, really cool. Um, uh, and, and I think they're even with this new source book, with this new Ravenloft source book, I think they're at there. Uh, I, I actually saw something, um, I think it was Todd talks. Mm. Mm-hmm something like that i I think it was Todd talks uh uh where they were talking about it and it's they're going to spill into the rest of the horror genres like there's going to be some some of these realms some of the parts of the realm that are going to be very uh, hp lovecraft and there's going to be some stuff that's going to be um uh like um like body horror uh Mm. stuff like uh like carpenter or 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 Cronenberg, uh, thank you. <laughs> so they're kind of taken from everything, and there's going to be, there's going to be a realm of nothing but zombies, and there's going to be a realm of nothing yeah. but, you know, like it, it, that's so cool to me. That's yeah, so there cool. Was,
1: as I remember from se- the second edition setting, there was like a realm that was nothing but zo- like a domain that was nothing but zombies, a domain that was like ancient Egyptian-esque, yeah. run by like a super powerful mummy lord. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes i remember stuff like that too and and i i never actually got to i didn't i never actually got to i just read about it i never actually got to play in Ravenloft when i was a kid
1: we would try we would try but it (laughs) it was one of those where you'd start we'd start the campaign or whatever and it'd be like
2: meh well you know what you know what it is and i think it comes down to the 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 evolution of storytelling of where it was at that point Hmm. um because, I mean, storytelling in gaming has, I think, has gotten better uh, as things have gone on. Uh, and, you know, you can tell these, you now have the tools and have the the go-ahead, I guess, the permission to tell the stories that you want to tell nowadays, right? Where back then it was like, it was a lot of, it was strictly mechanics and you really had to worry about, you know, it was, the stories were kind of loose and, you know, for most, for the most part, for the most part, there were some people out there that, that told these really amazing stories.
1: When, when you're talking about the pre-published material that was coming out early on, yeah, it was very much, I mean, up until, you know, for a very long time, I mean, D&D was very much featured on, excuse me, was featured on the dungeon crawl. I mean, yeah, you know, the original, I think the original dungeon master guide, you know, instructs, you know, DMs that they need to have, at least six levels of dungeon designed. And whenever the players enter a new level of the dungeon, you need to add another layer of the dungeon. Um it, it really I think wasn't until second edition where I think you started to get to expand out the storytelling, but still the 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 published material was still very much read the box text, fight the monsters, get the treasure, yes. achieve the yes. goal. Yes. Um, it-
2: there, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of room for improvement unless you're running Totally Homebrew.
1: Right. I was going to say, it's like I had, you know, one of the campuses I played in second edition, uh, my, my friend Ryan, who I've mentioned before, has been, you know, a long time DM to me. Uh, we played probably a two and a half, three year campaign set in uh, now called Avernus, but we called it Avernus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was you're both right you're both right
3: (laughs) uh
1: the uh there were these rock islands that floated above the surface of of the plane and the campaign was set on two of these rock islands that were adjacent enough that you could cross over relatively easily okay Um, but it was homebrewed setting uh he did homebrewed classes because like i uh I I played a cleric but the the cleric was like a, a weird domain and I had I had powers that you didn't find in the uh you know the player's handbook. Right. Uh, we had a character that was like kind of like paladin Jedi sort of ish. Okay. Um but it was, you know, it was a lot of interesting storytelling and it, it was focused on the story. Um but yeah, it was very rare like I remember like once or twice it was like, "Oh, I, you know, like if he didn't have like the inspiration to write the next bit, then we'd have those battle royal uh, mm-hmm. moments. Uh And it always like, well, why don't you just grab a module? And he was like, have you have you looked at one of the modules <laughs> or, you know, what would you what'd you find in Dragon Magazine and or Dungeon Magazine? And it was like, have you did you see?
2: <laughs> um, hey, hey, they had great ideas.
1: They had great ideas, they had great ideas they but, they but they were more like stuff
2: to. to- it was stuff to build on.
1: They, 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 I mean, they're, they had great ideas, but sometimes the execution, there was, it was very much, there's one path to do this adventure, and your adventurers mm-hmm. better do that one path.
2: Yeah. Or it's not going to work. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, or we don't have anything for it. So. Oh, yeah. You know, shoulder shrug.
2: <laughs> Whoops. Um. Yeah. No, I get it. So, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think I think this this new Ravenloft book is going to be great. I I can't wait for it. Um, uh, I don't have any comic book news. I don't have any anything like that. Right. But you know, I think well,
1: we're, we're getting pretty we're getting pretty long. In
2: we're chance. getting late. We're we're running long.
1: Well, that's going to be uh, it for us uh, this week. Uh, as I said, we weren't going to do geek points. So uh, honestly, as, as we said earlier, all the geek points go to Brian, yeah. Brian Dalrymple. We we miss you, uh, our communities. Going to miss you, and uh, but we're going to keep playing games because that's what you would want. Yep. Um, and I
2: think this—I think this episode went the way he would have wanted to. Just you know, talking about geek stuff, which is cool.
1: Absolutely. Um. As as a as a reminder, we are doing the 5K giveaway next week. We will announce the winner. So if you would like to get a uh geekiest uh podcast T-shirt with the hashtag Geek Point on it or some geek point pins or logo pins. Uh, what you need to do is on social media use hashtag geekpoint to enter. That's all you gotta do. Hashtag geek point. That's it. That's it. Dang. Use hashtag geekpoint. Uh I will I, I go through daily looking to see and adding add you to a spreadsheet uh, on the next recording. Uh, so you have until the 29th. Uh, before we start recording, which so you need to be you need to do these posts by 5 p.m. Eastern time on the 29th uh, and we will uh, pick a winner, and announce it. And so you will hear if you won on the April 1st episode of the Geekiest podcast. Um, Fantastic. So we got that. Um, we will plug uh, there is uh, in the show notes there will be uh, a link to a GoFundMe to help uh brian's family with final expenses and uh help also offset any sort of you know transfer issues with with the stores um that link will be in the show notes uh the link to the episode deep in the dragon's layer will be in the show notes a link to the adventure game stores website will be in the show notes a link to their facebook page will be in the show notes and a link to the uh, patreon for the adventure game uh, the adventure game society uh daring do uh page will be in the show notes um if you got a little bit of extra cash and you want to be able to help out in some way please do um with the gofundme if you can't you can't help out with that please share it um so we can get you know we can make sure that you know as much as a tragedy as is for for keith and and the rest of the dalrymple family that it's not also a major financial impact uh As always, uh, we are, you know, a year into this pandemic, so we continue to ask you to please follow social distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands. As Pete said last week on this show, don't be a dick. Um, And as always, we believe that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and love is love. We thank you for listening this week. Take the time to tell the people around you that you love them. So, hey, Kayla, hey, Andy, I love you guys. I love you, bro. And everybody who listens, I love you, too. Thank you for listening this week. We look forward to talking to you next week. As Will says, make the world a better place than the way you found it, kids. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, Two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be, share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, That would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.